0: Very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Monday morning, the 19th of February, 2024. And I sincerely hope you've had a lovely weekend. I've had my first soaking of the week. I've just returned back from the local park where it's a deluge. deluge, Absolutely piddling it down here in Salford this morning. But anyway, they're telling us despite this, we're we're experiencing near record temperatures for for February. A a uh, there was a high over the weekend of 17 degrees, and that's um, eight times apparently warmer as than you'd normally expect it to be. I can't figure this out to be honest, but anyway, they're blaming it on the dreaded climate change, and you'll hear quite a bit of that if you're listening to the broadcast media, the broadcast radio media, I should say, this morning. Anywho let's have a look at the front pages of the papers and we'll start this morning with the i why not the i hunt budget tax excuse me hunt budget tax cuts possible without reducing public spending so a variety of stories lead the papers this morning this one on the front page of the i claims that the chancellor jeremy hunt still plans or hopes to introduce tax cuts in next month's budget without also cutting public spending. The government is in the last chance saloon, according to the Paper. The last chance saloon. It is trailing Labour by anywhere between 20 and 25 points in the polls. It is expected the government to be wiped out in the next general election. And in the last chance saloon, this next budget next month is, represents a final opportunity for the government and the Chancellor of the Exchequer to reverse this trend and offer some hope to the party before the election by reducing taxes, by cutting taxes without cutting public spending. So that's the big story in the eye. The Times, by the way, a number of papers today lead with photographs of glamorous looking actors and actresses. And this is because the BAFTAs took place last night in London. The BAFTAs, the big winner was Oppenheimer. You probably won't be too surprised to learn. Front page Times schools will get greater powers to ban mobiles. We'll come back to this in a few moments. Schools in England will be issued with new guidance to help ban the use of mobile phones and a number of newspapers uh, go with this story big, uh, go big on this story today. The Daily Telegraph, photograph of Emma Stone, looking rather pretty in an orange dress, holding, clutching a BAFTA. Uh, Badenoch, Badenoch accuses post office boss of lying in Horizon Row. This Post Office scandal, the Horizon scandal, just won't go away. The Business Secretary, Kemi Badenoch, has accused Henry Staunton, the former chairman of the Post Office, of lying in a new row over the handling of the Horizon scandal. I won't get too much into that because in the great scheme of things, it's not of, you know, huge interest to me. But anyway, I suppose if you were caught up in it, as I've said, a daily mirror now make them pay, so that is another story about the post office horizon scandal. Now make them pay uh, by they make them pay It means the bosses of the post office at the time, the bosses of horizon, and um, the papers calling for them to be punished uh, the daily mail can our police sink any lower? is the headline on the front page of the daily mail it reports the mail does that police officers officers shared graphic details of the injuries suffered by the three people killed in the nottingham knife attacks in june of last year and they did this on whatsapp the mail says one officer posted the details on a group of other officers it says another one sent the distasteful message to his wife and a friend a gross misconduct hearing is taking place and this is where the details are being revealed the families of those murdered in Nottingham say they are sickened um, upon hearing this of course why wouldn't they be sickened to learn that the police officers who came to the scene of the murders were sharing around the images of the deceased with friends and wives It's rather bizarre and disturbing, of course. Daily Express, the injustice of cancer postcode lottery must end, is the headline on the Express. Ministers are being urged to end the postcode lottery for cancer care. The paper says in some areas, only one in four people were treated within the 62-day target window last year. So depending on where you live... Or where you live can have a serious impact on your access to cancer care and medical care the sun drugs factory in prem stars house is the headline speaking of bizarre stories the sun claims a premier league star was left shocked after finding out that one of his buy to let houses had been turned into a cannabis farm the paper says police raid, a police raid found hundreds of plants at the property after a tip-off. So a Premier League star with a few buy-to-let houses to supplement his income. One of the houses was turned into a cannabis farm. Uh, the Metro, Putin, planned murder down to the second. Now, the papers over the weekend were dominated by the killing of Russia's opposition leader Alex, excuse me, Alexei Navalny. Um, And the Metro claims that the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, planned the murder of Navalny down to the second. Needless to say, and I looked into this, uh, neither the Metro nor any other newspaper provides a scintilla of evidence that Putin was involved. Now, now calm, calm yourself. I'm not suggesting for a minute that the Russian government wasn't involved in his murder. His murder is extremely suspicious. Obviously, he was murdered in prison. Obviously. Um, So you'd have to imagine, you know, chief suspect number one would be Vladimir Putin, right? However, none of the papers, and certainly the broadcast media this morning, isn't offering any evidence, just claims. Um, The Guardian, Putin accused of covering tracks over Navalny death. Same story. Also on the front page of the Guardian, fighting must stop now in Gaza says Starmer. So speaking at an event over the weekend, the opposition leader, Keir Starmer, has called for an end, an immediate end to the fighting in Gaza. He's coming under enormous pressure, Starmer, um, over his own stance on what's basically genocide. Uh, Israeli state-sponsored genocide in Gaza because he's had very little to say uh, in opposition to what Israel has been doing uh, since October 7th. And in a lot of key seats, there are a lot of Asian, British Asian voters, most of whom are completely opposed to the genocide in Gaza. Why wouldn't they be? So Starmer says fighting must stop now. A number of papers are reporting this morning incidentally that the Israeli government is saying no, um, there will not be a two-state solution at all. That by agreeing to a two-state solution, you are effectively awarding or rewarding rewarding terrorism. That's, um, according to the Israeli government and a number of papers, are running stories uh, on that, on that claim that there won't be a two-state solution. And that um, the Israelis are saying that if the hostages are not returned. The hostages currently being held by Hamas are not returned are not freed by March Well, then there will be a ground a full scale invasion of Rafa, where about a million Palestinians are currently um, holed up the Financial Times head headline lead story, Apple faces 500 million euro antitrust fine for blocking music streaming rivals. That's um, kind of interesting. Um, apparently, or allegedly, Apple prevented iPhones from informing users of cheaper alternatives to its own music streaming services. And that's a antitrust violation. A probe was launched into this after Spotify complained and the EU um, looking into it. Apple is facing a fine of half a billion euro as a result. Uh, the Daily Star... Undead as the dodo. The Daily Star says scientists have cracked dodo DNA and plans to bring the extinct bird back to life. The headline reads, Real Jurassic Park. Real Jurassic Park, undead as the dodo. Let's look inside the papers. You're listening to the papers with me, Richie Allen, for Monday, as the 19th of February, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2024. Okay, let's go with the mobile phones story. It did feature, or it does feature, on many of the front pages today. The Guardian. Ministers confirm plan to ban use of mobile phones in schools in England. So I'll be brief with this story. Um, Guidance has been released, or will be released, for headteachers, which some unions say include practices that have already been widely adopted so unions are saying there's no need for this government guidance on mobile phones because most schools or many schools have already adopted many of these practices banning the phones themselves from uh, classrooms one head teacher has welcomed the department for education plan saying it would help give schools the confidence to make a change which would benefit pupils but it could meet resistance from parents. The guidance is not statutory, so it offers schools a variety of ways to implement the ban, ranging from an order to leave all phones at home to handing them in on arrival or keeping them in inaccessible lockers or allowing students to keep them on condition they are not used or heard. Ofcom data says 97% of children have one by the age of 12. And this has brought concerns not just about distraction, you know, the kids being distracted by the devices, but the potential for bullying or other social pressure. And what is interesting about this, and I'll finish with this very briefly, or as briefly as I can, is they are selling this idea, the idea to ban phones in schools. They are selling it. By talking about how harmful bullying online is for children, and this is a real this I find this incredibly interesting, okay because when I was a young man, a very very, very young man, when I was a young boy, I was taught, and we my 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 childhood chums were were taught not to put any stock in, not to get overexcited by or upset by something which somebody said had said um, about me or about anybody close to me we were taught this this old sticks and stones thing and this has gotten lost in recent years i'll never forget working at um the people's voice in london back in 2013 2014 so i was approaching my 40th birthday and um i was working with a lot of i would have said kids you know people in their 20s in their mid to late 20s volunteers and people who were paid because they'd come out of um, college, come out of uni with skills, production skills, both um, sonic, both sound and vision, but also programme um, program, program content uh, production skills. I've made a ball of that, right? People who produce content for programmes and people who are skilled in technical production skills. Right, there you go. And I was amazed. I really was amazed at how they could be brought low. I mean, really brought low by comments that were made online. I mean, they really, it really was a big deal for them. And I remember having a discussion about this. You know, we would put our uh, live TV shows would be put on YouTube and people would go on there and say all sorts of things about the programmes and about the presenters like me. I remember these youngsters being absolutely appalled and saying, why does it not bother you? And me saying to them, how could it bother you? How could it bother you? How could it keep you up nights? How could it wind you up? That, that which is said by somebody, which means a, a, a person who means nothing to you, a faceless internet person, how could it bother you? But it did, it really did. And rather than ban phones in classrooms, and ban, I'm not saying phones are good for children, they're not good for children. But in terms of the bullying thing, why would they not teach children? Is that it really doesn't matter? what some stranger thinks of the clothes you're wearing, or what some stranger thinks of, I don't know, the content you have put online, the dancing video or whatever. Why not teach them this? As we were taught when we were kids, the only people whose opinion matter to you or should matter to you are the people you love and the people you spend your life with. It's madness, isn't it? Online bullying. Why are we not teaching children it doesn't matter a damn? How could it matter to you what some Muppet, who might be in some other country, whom you'll never meet in your life, says about you? But anyway, so that's how they're selling the ban. You know, online bullying is a big deal for kids. Well, teach them it doesn't matter then, as we were taught many years ago. There is a disgusting story in The Times. Headline, transgender women's milk, just as good for babies, says NHS Trust. there is no such thing as a transgender woman there isn't it's gobbledygook it is bollocks it is meaningless language a transgender woman is a man more often than not a gay man who just cannot come to terms with the fact that he is gay and declaring himself to be a woman in his own mind is a get-out-of-jail card I'm not saying it's the same for all transgender women because some people suffer with gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia there's a lot of that too But in the main, it's young men who just can't accept the fact that they are gay. Which I don't understand. Because society has never been more tolerant. Thankfully. But anyway, no such thing as a transgender woman. It's a man, right? So they're saying men's milk is just as good for babies. Milk from men doesn't say men, it says transgender women who were born male is as good for babies as a mother's breast milk. A leaked letter from the medical directory of excuse me a leak letter from the medical director of university hospitals sussex nhs foundation and trust defends the practice of using drugs to induce lactation and enable trans women to feed babies this is fucking disgusting i mean this is horrifying yeah you're a bloke and you think you're a woman and you're growing breasts by taking female hormones yes well let's introduce more drugs to help you lactate, who could possibly think that this is not endangering the infant baby? It is, but they say it isn't. No, no, it's just as good. They say, and they say we have all these studies to say that the milk is just as good for the baby as the the, the milk of a, of 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 a, of a real woman. Doctor Rachel James, medical director of the trust, said, "Medications are sometimes used to induce lactation, similar to the natural hormones." which encourage lactation to develop when the baby is newly born. Although occasionally, some people are able to induce lactation without hormonal treatment. The evidence which is available demonstrates the milk is comparable to that produced following the birth of a baby. Of course, what Rachel James, the Muppet Medical Director of the Trust, um, is overlooking is her own statement, similar to the natural hormones which encourage lactation. Similar, but not the same. And if I, I, I would argue, and I know nothing about medicine, there is no long-term study on the impact on the infant child over 10, 15, 20 years. It's insane. Rosie Duffield, Labour MP, who's well known for opining on these matters, says the Trust is using babies as guinea pigs for someone else's lifestyle choice. A man has not and cannot grow a baby. Why on earth are we pandering to this? Who does it benefit, she asks. Well, it certainly doesn't benefit the baby, does it? Horrible story. In the Telegraph, then, J.K. Rowling donates £70,000 to challenge ruling that men can become women. So, same ballpark. She's given seventy grand to a feminist group to help its bid to obtain a, quote, historic Supreme Court ruling stating that men cannot become women. Rowling pledged the cash to Four Women Scotland, which is going to the UK's highest court in a long-running legal battle with the Scottish government over whether biological men can legally become female under UK law. And of course, the rancid Scottish government and um, wants to do just that it wants to allow people to acquire very easily a gender recognition certificate that's men by basically declaring themselves to be women making it as easy as ordering fish and chips there you are i've got a wedding t- i've got a penis and i've got testicles but i am a woman and that's what the scottish government wants to do Four women challenging this in the high court saying absolutely not this is crazy And J.K. Rowling is saying, fair enough, I'll bankroll it as much as I can. The Mirror. This is horrible. I I won't spend too much on it, but it's a a story covered by a number of the tabloids. And that is a story about British pubs, hundreds if not thousands of them, expected to close in 2024 because they can't operate, because they are being hammered by soaring energy bills by rising business rates, by supplier costs spiralling out of control, and high VAT bills. Now, the government could do a lot about a lot of these problems. Not all of them, but a lot, but the government isn't. So, depending on who you believe today, Either 1,000 or nearly 7,000 pubs are going to close this year because they cannot cope with these rising bills and rising costs. It's terrible. It's something we've gotten into many times on the Richie Allen Show, the importance, the importance of the pub in the local community and the devastation um, that will come about if so many pubs close. I mean, they're saying, again, depending on which newspaper you believe, anywhere between 1,000 and 7,000, might go under this year. And if they go under, they'll never come back. Emma McClarkin, chief executive of the British, let me just get it right, this abbreviation, what's it called? The British Beer and Pub Association. She said, pubs are at the heart of our communities, but the vital social and economic value they bring to this country will continue to be lost without action from government, at the budget. Beer duty must be cut by 5%, which would create 13,000 jobs. It is an awful reality that the face of the high street is changing. They're becoming unrecognisable high streets. And this is expedited, of course, during the COVID scam, during the lockdowns. I know personally how important pubs are in your local community. In Salford, five years ago, in 2019, when I first moved here, There were six pubs within a mile of where I live. Uh, Now there's about two. You know, I'm not going to go into why pubs are so important. It's not just about going and getting pissed. Um, Let's move on to the express. Here's an interesting one. Your man has been speaking over the weekend. Your man being Tedros Gebreyesus, the head of the World Health Organization. So the headline is Disease X Pandemic a matter of when, not if, as WHO boss issues horror warning to WORLD. So the head of the World Health Organization has issued a fresh warning about the likelihood of disease X breaking out, telling a global summit it is a matter of when, not if, a fresh pandemic will strike. Speaking at the World Government Summit in Dubai, WHO Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus gave a similar warning to one he issued in 2018 that a pandemic was likely and he was proven right after the coronavirus outbreak spread worldwide killing millions of people says the express do me a fucking favor it didn't kill millions of people or anything like it Uh, critics including mike pence um argue the legal that's the former vice president of the united states argue the legally binding treaty would transfer sovereignty to a global organisation and represent a power grab. Ghebreyesus dismissed such suggestions as categorically false. Yeah. As he would do. And speaking at this summit in Dubai, he said, he basically appealed for the signing of the pandemic treaty, as, as we call it. The world isn't prepared for a pandemic, he said, Uh, and yada yada yada. We need to improve surveillance. We need to improve capacities in vaccine production. You need to give us the power to run these programmes in the event of another pandemic. Need to take it out of the hands of national governments, governments even, blah blah blah. And on this story, on this theme, The Telegraph has an interesting story. Lockdown damage risks lasting for generations warns world bank a world bank official has warned that lockdown disruption to education will scar multiple generations this is norbert shady chief economist for human development at the world bank said young children learned nothing on average during lockdown including many who were unable to read basic sentences or solve simple equations these people will be less equipped to support the education of their own children when they grow up, creating an education gap that will persist into the next generation. So this is not the first time that we've heard that the lockdowns have had a terribly negative effect on the development of children. We've heard this quite regularly. Us, for them, Molly Kingsley, Great group have been doing a lot to raise awareness about this in the last few years. Shady, Norbert Shady, Chief Economist for Human Development at the World Bank, told The Telegraph, the scars from the pandemic, if unaddressed, will be carried forward for a long time. And he goes on to cite a lot of evidence about how it has had a terribly negative impact on the development of children. And I tell you, that's about the best, really, or the worst, even, of the British papers today. I'd look at the BBC News website, the BBC being the national broadcaster. But I can tell you that the BBC website is full of pretty much the same stories I've been talking about. There's a lot, a lot on the BAFTAs, on the BBC Oppenheimer and Killian Murphy and Christopher Nolan. And there's a horrible story about a woman uh, who has been arrested, a 42 year old woman, after three young children were found dead at a house in Bristol. What a horrible story. Um, uh, and that's about it, really. little bit about Israel. Israel sets deadline for ground offensive in Rafa. I've told you this already. The Israelis are saying if our hostages haven't been returned by March 10th, we will launch an offensive in Rafah. The Israelis also saying that they will not commit to a two state solution in the region. I've told you about that already too. And as I said, dearest listener, that is about it for the papers this morning, this morning Monday, the 19th of February. I hope you have a nice Monday today. And as you probably know, the Richie Allen Show will be live at 4 o'clock UK time this afternoon. I do sincerely hope you can join me for it. So until then, as I said already, have a good day. Look after yourselves and one another from your BBG. It is arrivederci. Bye now.